What's up everybody? SPJ here with a service announcement about this week's episode. Well, normally if you're a listener of It's Super Effective, you know that Travis, Will, and I get off topic for the first 10 to 15 minutes of the episode, and that is planning to be expected before we dive into Pokemon stuff. But this week's episode, Travis is forcing me to put a disclaimer. We end up talking about Star Wars for about the first 40 minutes of the episode. So, uh, no spoilers. It's uh, mostly me talking about my experiences watching Star Wars for the first time and how I think some Star Wars fans are absolutely insane. And so if you don't care about Star Wars, I would advise jumping to the 40-minute mark where we get into Pokemon news and uh, listener email and stuff like that. If you do care about Star Wars, uh, like I said, we don't spoil anything for episode seven. I guess if you haven't seen like episodes one through six, we spoil that, but we don't spoil anything for episode seven. So it is safe to listen and Travis and will have their own rants that are not about Star Wars, but, um, wasn't really expected, but we went off and we had fun doing it. So if you enjoy it, cool. If not, like I said, you can skip to the 40 minute mark, but, uh, have a really great holiday. We will be back next week after that with some more stuff, and we're looking for emails. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, it can be about Pokemon or not about Pokemon, please feel free to email me, sbj at pkmncast.com. There's not a lot of Pokemon stuff coming out because of the holidays, but uh, we can make a great show if you send in a couple of emails or anything like that, and uh, we can talk about it. Like I said, Pokemon or not Pokemon, well, more than happy to answer your emails next week. Again, have a really great holiday, really safe and uh, wonderful time. Hopefully you enjoy this episode, even though it's a bit off topic, um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 196th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. And I don't know why I always have to go first. That's because my intros are so long and boring. Well, go you go now. You're Will. <laughs> you, you, you're Will. You go first. Hey, sh- should I grow a beard? I'm Will. Wow, and you didn't even vote. Okay. It's pretty so, accurate. You, well, uh, I use TweetDeck, and I don't know how to do polls on TweetDeck. You just I'm respond and say yes or no. Oh well. I, or you go on Facebook, where it was also posted. Can I give my like completely honest opinion? What is your completely honest opinion? At first, when you grew the beard, I wasn't a big fan of it. But then, by the time you got rid of it, I missed it. I don't know what that means of whether or not I think you should. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like I think mm-hmm. people don't. I think people react negatively immediately to things that are new. 
I, I think I, but I think you're at the point where people know you with both and you look good with both. Oh, um, I don't look good ever. It's just <laughs> I a, a slight modification to the hideousness. I say if you're feeling a beard, go with a beard. So it's kind of a Newtonian, an object in motion stays in motion, an object at rest stays at rest. Hmm. I mean, I feel like beards are very, like, w- in, and not like the 90s. What do you call the 2010s? The 10s? Yeah, I, we're in a rough spot in terms of <laughs> quick ways to describe decades. What do we call last day? The aughts? The, the thousands? The 2000s? The turn of the century. You think you're talking about the 1900s? <laughs> but to describe a a uh, physical characteristic on a non-visual medium, the problem with my beard is even though I'm only, and I will say only, 42 years old, it comes in mostly white. And I ain't no Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, you can just dye it. That takes like oh, 30 minutes out of your day. I'm thinking about it, but that's so like fake. And if there's that's anything, not. I'm, I'm not fake. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a makeup wearing dude. Women dye their hair all the time. Am I a woman? Not hey. this week. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not weird. It's, it's weird for Will is what it is. But I'll probably do it anyways because it's getting cold. <laughs> it's getting wintry. Yeah, I mean, like a light brown. Um, I'm sure they sell it at a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever pharmacy well, is in your town. As opposed to Wheels or Mr. Wheeler, my uh, barber actually voted in the poll and he voted yes, beard. <laughs> yeah, I voted too. <laughs> I want to be count. the very beard like no one ever so if you haven't figured it out, Travis is here, Will is here, and I am I, here. I usually take my opportunity when I'm introduced to do some long and elaborate bit, but I'm just really mad right now, and I'm going to explain to you why, because I have no other format to vent, because it's too long for Twitter, and I don't really enjoy doing like long, interrupted rants between multiple tweets. So here we go. So you want to be the opposite of your girlfriend? <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. She loves it. She loves it. She's into that, yeah. I mean, I love it too. Yeah, I mean, I love reading it. I just, I don't like doing it. I I have often wished there was some way to get it in digest form. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man, if Twitter could, like, string those together. Are you telling telling me that if I made an account that just summarized Carly's day in one tweet? (laughs) I would subscribe in seconds. I would probably subscribe to that too. Because sometimes I get distracted from her story because there's a story in between that I'm reading, like a Verge link or something. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll, I'll and I, I must confess, I, I frequently have to mute Carly because I it's just too much to get through. No, I know. Of course not. But it's, okay. just, it's so much to get through. Can well, let's hear the my, rant. I got a rant after your rant. Okay. I, this is nothing to do with Pokemon. It's just this is my forum for people to hear me rant. Well, so, we can't talk about Pokemon at the beginning of the show. That's true. weird. <laughs> so uh, there was a period of time earlier, or so last week, where I couldn't find my iPod. And I always listen to my iPod when I'm driving. I never listen to the radio. But I couldn't find my iPod. I, I've since found it. Don't worry. But... Uh, I was just on the radio during that time because I, I, I almost never do, but when I can't find my iPod, I do it. May I ask for a point of clarification? Yeah. Senator, 
Um, would that be terrestrial or satellite? Terrestrial. Terrestrial radio. So like the, the... Please note, he said terrestrial. Would that be um, <laughs> the frequency modulation or amplitude modulation? Well, FM, it's got no static at all. Uh, okay. Steely Dan is the reference. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm driving home from work, and I'm just flicking through the channels trying to find something that's that I don't get immediately angry with. It's may, may I ask for a point of clarification? <laughs> we're, we're using uh, seek or scan. Seek being the method wherein your car radio tunes to a station for three seconds, and then if you don't hit another button, continues on to the next uh, acquirable signal. That sounds scan real annoying. Scan is where it goes to the uh, next station and just stays there. Or, I'm sorry, I, the opposite. I guess seek then? I was just turning the knob. Car radios don't have knobs. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Older ones. Maybe not in your fancy mountaineer that you're driving. <laughs> I was manually m modulating the frequency with my hands. All right. Continue. And, and I hear the opening riff to Black Sabbath's Iron Man. I don't love the song, but it's like inoffensive. I'm not going to be mad at how bad the song is. I'm like, okay. I'll May listen I ask for to a uh, point of clarification. Yeah. Was it the original Black Sabbath Iron Man or was it the Cardigans cover of said song? It was the, well, neither, <laughs> as you'll find out. I thought it was the original Black Sabbath version. Its opening riff is exactly the same. And then I hear, I am Santa Claus. And it was a parody of Iron Man that was just Santa Claus. And I'm furious. What is the joke there? Is the joke that Santa Claus is a phrase that you can end a sentence with in the same way that you could end a sentence with Iron Man? Like, is it just that Santa Claus is a thing, is a thing that could conceivably follow the phrase I am? Is that the joke? <laughs> is it because the Marvel character, who I think is unrelated to the Black Sabbath song Iron Man, is it because both that Marvel's Iron Man and Santa Claus are red? What's the uh, joke? I, I can I can confirm for you that the uh, Marvel uh, Universe character Iron Man has no relation to the Black Sabbath character Iron so Man. So now I'm more confused. <laughs> what? What is the So there's like a line that makes fun of how Santa's fat. There's that in there. Uh, something about um, some reference to like how he watches you when you sleep or whatever that, you know, I mean, sort of low-hanging fruit stuff, but I, I'm mad at this. May I ask for a point of clarification? Yeah. Uh, was this a parody song by Mr. Weird Al Yankovic? Uh, no, this was this was not a, a Yankovic, I could tell. Well, this is a key point towards your disappointment. Yeah, yeah, because Weird Al is great. <laughs> Not only is... songs by other performers are frequently not particularly well thought out and based on right. the simplest of puns. Not only or, is Weird Al, not only does Weird Al make like great music that's really funny, he also just seems like a really nice guy in all the interviews, and that makes me really happy. So I guess I'm not <laughs> mad anymore. Thank you for letting me rant. All right, that's fair. Um, Will, anything on your mind? Uh, I'm very disappointed. I was going to crochet something last night, and I ended up knitting. So there. So were you, you as thank you, thank you for letting me rant. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna rant. 
Uh, I'm going to rant about Star Wars real quick. Don't no spoilers, please. I haven't it, seen it. it. Doesn't, I'm not going to see it for another week. Doesn't well. I'm not. I haven't seen seven. Not that it matters because it's just a remake of four. But wait, you haven't seen it? No. Well, you're yet. ranting about it. No, no, I'm ranting about it, just Star Wars in general. But how do you know it's a remake of 4 if you haven't seen it? It's a really great movie. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's fine. Because uh, I read all the spoilers about it. Um, but that, with that being said, After Travis, we're done recording, I'll give you my pitch to why I think it's a good movie. Okay, I, I'm sure it is. That, that, and that's yeah. not why I'm ranting. Um, so Irene has not seen any of the Star Wars. Yeah. So I used my own money. I bought... Some people graciously on twitter offered to borrow me the the discs of the movie but i was impatient so i bought it with my own money 80 dollars star wars collection on amazon digitally uh we did the machete method which i believe is oh the machete order yeah no that's incorrect you would have left out uh episode one yeah, for well, good reason no no actually no actually attack of the clones is a worse movie than Attack of the Clods, as I used to call it. <laughs> Attack of the Clods is a worse movie than is Phantom Menace. And honestly, Revenge of the Sith makes me more angry than does uh, Phantom Menace, regardless of whether which one of those is a better quote-unquote film. And maybe maybe we'll actually have a heated debate here on on this Pokemon show that we're not talking about Pokemon right now. So uh, We'll edit it out. We won't. Well, I watched four. Yeah. With Irene, she hasn't seen it. That movie is terrible. Uh, it's really bad. Okay, my I primary mean, I critique of episode four, disagree, but it was my primary critique of episode four is they obviously did not believe that they would be making an episode five and or six. So the whole lineup was to have a self-contained, completely finished movie, and that kind of ruins everything for the fact that they did end up having sequels. A new Ho- a new hope is a structural mess it it, it uh, a friend of mine put it really well uh, someone i graduated my film program with put it really well that um that the appeal towards a new hope is uh is like primal in the sense that um i mean it's what we've talked about it's what people have talked about for ages about the original star wars film and is that you know given that it was designed after the um the designed specifically on the hero's journey archetype that it uh, that that's the archetype that's in so many cultural stories that it sort of scratches all of the itches that we want to see in a hollywood movie yeah but although but it does have tons and tons of structural things that are messed up with it like i mean i love the movie but like i would rather not see droids walk around a desert for like 45 minutes oh my gosh it was so long all right so before we continue uh, for our listeners, we're not going to talk about seven at all. But uh, if you have not seen, we're not going to talk about Pokemon at all. Don't worry. If you've seen one through six and you don't know what happens, I will probably maybe spoil that for you. But I think the whole world has seen these movies except for me, which is my premise going in. As a kid, my mom loved Star Wars and my dad hated it, so I never saw it. Um, I was never, like, sat down in front of the TV as a kid and was like, love these movies, um, which I feel like a lot of parents do to their kids because there's always, like, the online discussion of parents trying, having this internal debate in their head of how they should have their kids watch the movie. Um, so, as a kid, I, I saw four, probably when I was, like, 12 or 13, and then when the, 
I saw parts of five, never the ending. And then I saw one when it came out on DVD and my parents went, oh, maybe VHS and my parents went to Blockbuster and rented it. So never saw it in the theater. And then I saw like two and three, probably not in full sittings on HBO when I was like 16 and 17. So that's my history with Star Wars. Never really attached to it. All right. Out that other way. Going back to four, Luke Skywalker is the worst actor in the world. Mark Hamill? He is terrible. He has some weird line ratings, but I think his performance succeeds in what it needs to do in the sense that it needs to be blank enough that um, any 14-year-old male can uh, project themselves onto him, right? Like, he's the he's the link of the series, uh, referring to, like, Legend of Zelda. He's the, he's the red in Pokemon, right? Like, I mean, he's not silent in that sense, but he's sort of featureless enough that you can... As, uh, that you can project yourself onto him specifically little boys who want to be Luke Skywalker can project themselves onto him so my primary critique of Mark Hamill is neither his performance well not his performance but um, primarily that he obviously was not 14 years old at all <laughs> and no. there well and my overall of the whole movie is there is not a single attractive guy in the entire Star Wars universe there is no dude that I would date in that entire universe. I'd be like, take me to a different galaxy far, far away because you just got uggos here. And I don't want to <laughs> yeah, sit and watch right. that. I do not um, want to sit and watch that. Although John Boyega in the new ones, I mean, he's he's like Hollywood ugly. But I mean, no, he's more than Hollywood. He's a little bit above Hollywood ugly. Oh, which oh no. So like, the new one. He's, like, he's a little I, bit above absolutely gorgeous because that's what Hollywood ugly is. The, the new one. That, <laughs> that's that a joke guy. I stole from another podcast. If anyone listens to the Weekly Planet, I'm sorry that I just basically because <laughs> I listened to their episode. Their, I'm realizing now I'm just like spitting out everything that I said about Star Wars. But uh, that guy Finn is super hot. Yeah. Oh, I would totally date him. But <laughs> Not talking about seven. I haven't seen that movie yet. Spoilers for episode seven. John Boyega is really hot. Is he um, the guy who plays Finn? Yeah. Oh, I date that. Oh yeah. So, Darth Vader's real cool. Throughout four, he has a lot going on for him. His character's real awesome, through and through. Luke Skywalker, as you said, Travis. Well, first off, I had no clue he's fourteen because he looked he's, Mark Hamill. He's, looked, he's not fourteen, but what? I'm saying like that. That that like what, what? How old is Luke Skywalker supposed to be? He's supposed. To, I think he's supposed to be like eighteen or something. Okay, yeah, eighteen or nineteen, just coming of age, ready yeah. to leave the house and go out into the world on his own. Because like when in the Pokemon in the world, they do But in the same way that seventeen magazine does not actually target seventeen-year-old girls. 18-year-old Luke Skywalker is not supposed to be is supposed to be a, an idol for younger like 12-year-old boys. Yeah. Uh he's real whiny too. Mhm. And he's just I don't you got to have the refusal to the call, Steve. I you have to have the call <laughs> and the refusal to the call. He's it's just integral like, to the hero's journey. Steve. As a kid, I probably would have loved it and maybe that's why a lot of people love that movie but as an adult actually watching it for the first time giving it a chance from an outside perspective he's not likable at all he's super whiny he's a bad actor he doesn't really do anything like kind of han solo and leia kind of pick up all the legwork in that movie oh yeah they're the fun characters they're fun. um 
had just it, it's it just wasn't an enjoyable movie. Also, I was real excited for the Darth Vader fight because I knew he fought, fought Obi Wan. That fight's real lame. It is. It's really bad. And yeah. did did he die? Is that what we were supposed to? I was when I watched the movie originally, I was like, "What is going on?" But yeah, it's supposed to be he's dead, which is weird because they never show lightsabers as doing that making people like disappear in any of the other movies right okay oh oh, wait no huge critique of the entire star wars franchise and this is just gonna blow everything up obi-wan disappears when he dies Mm -hmm. yoda disappears when he dies Quinn John Ill, whatever he gets stabbed in the stomach Uh, uh, whatever he disappeared when he died no, he got. I just watched that movie last night. He got stabbed in the stomach, which was sweet, and then they <laughs> burned him. So he didn't. He didn't disappear. He didn't fade. No, no. Okay, because that was my thing. It was like that. Darth Vader does not disappear when he dies. I've not His seen body that. He just hangs out. <laughs> well, guess what? Darth Vader dies. No, I, I, I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, okay. So move on. So I didn't like four. I probably wouldn't watch it again. I got the gist. It's a real simple story when you get down to it. That's the idea, though. Um, also, what I what, what I don't understand because Star Wars fans are very passionate, and I'm hope hopefully some people. Well, I know I'm making some people mad by saying I hate four, but the like I was I always like remembered the mean of. Han shoots first, and then George Lucas went back and redid the movies, and apparently he shoots second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that from George Lucas's perspective of we want Han Solo to be a good guy. So if he shoots first, he's not a good guy, and that appeals more to kids. And I think he should have the right to do that because it's his movie. And a lot of people don't understand when you're making art or you're making something, and maybe. A lot of people don't create or something. This is a creation. But every time I make something, two years or three years later, I go back and I go, that was garbage. I wish I could change this, this, and this. And I think George Lucas has that right to go back to his own movies that he made and make the changes he wants. But when I watch that scene, it is so, it is such a minor scene that is irrelevant in in the whole like grand scheme of the movies, it's like, oh well, Han Solo is a badass because he shot first, but now he's not because they because George Lucas edited that scene. There is like twenty other things that he does in the movie that goes with him being a badass, like him just shooting stormtroopers when he walked in, and Luke being like, "Why are you killing everyone?" And then him uh, shooting the control console when they save Leia. Like he that does a lot. Was getting boring anyway. Like he does a lot of cool things, and people so are this conversation. <laughs> people oh. are so like on that one scene that doesn't even matter. When I saw that scene, I was like, "That is it. That's what Steve. people on Steve. the internet have been complaining We're about." Talking Steve. about nerds, you took my beautiful cherry 1955 Dodge Dart, and you put a damn <laughs> satellite radio in there. How yeah, satellite dare radios you? are cool. It's not cherry. Oh no. my gosh. You turned it into a piece of stinking garbage. You took out my my Ewok song at the end and put in some <laughs> Coruscant dancing in part. Why? Why do you hate the Ewoks now? You Empire certainly loved them back with. in 1983. <laughs> or Empire, not Empire. Uh, Jedi wasn't good to begin with. Empire is the best one. Jedi is terrible. Ugh. Talk about <laughs> ugly people getting uglier. Wow. <laughs> so, so I watched Empire. Uh, pretty good movie. Uh, the pacing was fixed, I think, from four. 
Uh, it had a pretty good arc. Uh, Luke still really sucks. Crazy Yoda kind of sucks. My initial impression of Yoda was he's smart and old, and I remembered that maybe as a kid from an episode one where he's like sitting with the council. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why he's crazy. Did he just started eating all of Luke's cookies? Well, he's, not, he's, he's, he's not crazy. supposed to be crazy. He's just trying to... When when Luke first meets him, he's just trying to um, prove, like, give Luke a lesson of like, don't judge a book by its cover, kind of. Because when Luke is like, oh, I'm looking for Yoda, and never once uh, considers that the unassuming creature before him might be Yoda. So Yoda sort of plays along with that. Okay, got it. I really didn't have any problems with five. It was good. Empire uh, Luke, Strikes Back is an amazing movie. Luke falling down a shaft and then them coming back with a Millennium Falcon was a little bit of a stretch, though. That it's, was a force. You know, I don't really buy this movie where people can go into space all the time. What's up with that? How do they do that? <laughs> they have they have they have little tubes that make lasers come out of them. I mean, he fell pretty far. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you the classic <laughs> criticism of people. Like, just it's always funny to me. I, I mean, I have the same frustrations with fantasy and sci-fi movies, but then I always try to temper my reaction because it's like I am talking about a movie where people can move things with their minds. <laughs> so, my biggest critique of Empire is exactly the opposite of uh, New Hope in that it is a movie that was obviously designed to just bridge between two other movies. So it starts in an odd place and it ends in an odd place. It doesn't really end at all. It just leaves it's all cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm all right with that, I guess. Well, you weren't you wouldn't have been all right like with that if you were like when it seven, came out, seven, yeah, seven probably. or eight years old and you're like, <laughs> "What?" Wait, I probably wouldn't be. There's more movie, right? Yeah. And then then poor Will Anderson cried all the way home. Last movie. So you, for those following Are you going to release this as like a separate episode? No, probably not. Uh, we don't, uh, our listeners, we don't have a lot to talk about this week because nothing gets announced the week before Christmas for Pokemon. Uh, so I'm watching episode two tonight. I watched episode one last Wait, night. You skipped over. If we're doing this, we're, we're, we're going to do this. You, you skipped over Jedi. Which, yeah, yeah. That's the last. For, a good, for good reason. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the that's machete, a, cut. Yeah. machete order. That's yeah, the last one you watched. The machete, machete order. So you're watching two. Yeah. So I watched one last night. That you're not supposed not, to watch episode one if you're doing the machete yeah, order. No, screw that because I'm not putting on those nostalgic glasses that everyone is like, oh, four, five, and six the best. Just skip one. No, screw that. I'm watching all of them because I'm paid $80. But if you're doing the machete, you're not. So you're not doing the machete order. He's doing a modified machete. Uh, so I watched one. That movie's not bad. I don't understand why people hate it so much. It's, it's fine. It follows a new hope, exactly like a new hope. It's just instead of Luke, it's Anakin. I th- I think if you go back, it is the one of the prequels that is. Uh... To me, the least infuriating. I know people, and Jar Jar Binks is infuriating. I agree on that. Yeah, he line. sucks, but he's like, I don't know. He's not in it a lot. He's in it very heavily at the beginning. Yeah. But. And then the all the stuff about like the Senate's kind of boring, and I agree with that. But like, man, I'll take that any day over Anakin talking about how much he hates sand. What movie's that? Two. Oh, okay. I know two has like a long like romance scene. But I remember that you meet Boba Fett as a kid, and I remember that being real cool. 
And I remember there's a really big fight at the end. I remember that being real cool. Well, so might... prepare to not think it's cool anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, so I... you know what's cool? Uh, what did we do last time? Uh, we had a guy with like one lightsaber. It was kind of like two. Uh, how do we top that? What if someone had eight lightsabers all at the <laughs> same time? Uh, doesn't Yoda fight in Four two? Four lightsabers. Or does Yoda fight in three? Yoda fights Count Dooku in episode two, and it's really weird hmm. because you don't get the idea that that Christopher Lee feels like he's actually fighting anything real because he's not because Yoda's CG in that movie. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I'd, so watching a Phantom. So if I only watched Phantom Menace as a kid. Probably didn't understand it. the The thing that held on to me as a kid was pod racing. That's still pod real racing, cool. That that is a really cool scene. The pod, I love the pod racing action scene. It's pointless. Like it serves no purpose in the movie, but it's like a fun thing to watch. Uh well, I, it, well my impressions that it served in the movie was that Anakin built this ship. He built C three PO. He he it explains why he knows how to fly the uh, ship at the very right. end. It, it serves it serves the purpose of explaining when so when Obi Wan meets Luke in Episode Four and he says your father was the best pilot on something something galaxy. Uh, they can't actually have it be he's a space pilot because the kid's like two years old in their <laughs> new scripts. So like he has to pilot something. Pod race. We'll make that up, and then it explains why he can fly the thing at the end. But it's just sort of their plot contrivance to make that line in Episode Four not make no sense. Yeah, but I, a lot of people are like Episode One doesn't serve any purpose. I don't know. Like it introduces the Jedi Council. Uh, the Jedi Council pretty much all agreed that Anakin was not should not be a jedi obi-wan sees his mentor guy die i can't no queen Jin. yeah and that whole darth maul scene poor liam neeson they dragged him into this <laughs> uh that whole darth maul scene real awesome really cool but that's about it i mean like i don't know i thought it was good i thought like the queen having a decoy i thought that was really cool I my commentary on episodes so uh, one, two, and three is I don't remember anything about them. I think yeah, you should I go back and watch them. I do remember I saw Attack of the Clods at the Museum of Natural History's IMAX theater. <laughs> but that's what was most notable about that whole event. Yeah, and I think I think they tackle it in the second movie, but it kind of shows why they moved away from droid armies. Because when Anakin blows up the giant, not Death Star, but something has to get blown up at the end of every movie. It shuts down all the droids. So it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense why they move away from droids in the future. I don't know. I feel like one is not bad and people are just so hooked on four or five and maybe six. I don't know. People people don't like episode one because it destroys a lot of the magic of the original series in the sense of introducing the idea of midichlorians, which are it's their weird new way to describe the force where a lot of people in who are fans of the originals really attached to this idea of the force in sort of a pseudo-religious way in that it's sort of an interesting idea that there's a binding uh, energy through throughout all life and that just that statement on its own is beautiful. And then you sort of tack on this idea that it's actually like little bugs and then it sort of becomes <laughs> not as cool. How uh, dare you mix your science with my fantasy? Uh, and, then I, you I... Turn, and then you turn Darth Vader into a little kid who, uh, I don't know, is like a little kid and that's sort of weird. 
I don't know. Yeah, Darth right? Vader it, as a kid it, is cool. He, it humanizes Darth Vader, and you don't want the ultimate evil that you remember as a child, the ultimate walking evil, yeah, to that's, be that's, a relatable child. I don't know. That's, that's a good way to put it. Well, I guess you sort of end up having Vader relatable in Jedi, and I think that's probably the redeeming fact of of Jedi. Like, Jedi is a movie I don't love, but I think that's... But I think the, Darth Vader's arc in Jedi is probably the best part, but... I well, think... yeah, because it's Vader's turn against the Emperor that makes that movie, right? Yeah, that he yeah. turns against the hate and, and evil in seeing the torture of his... Oh, we're just ruining this for Steve. <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. Seeing the torture of his child turns his heart and makes him realize that this is yeah, not... Yeah, that's a good point. The fact that his humanity comes out of him afterwards is probably that, the, that the is more satisfying makes... arc. Right? I want to see you with my own eyes. That is what makes the movie. Hmm. That's interesting. Because it's a because if you just watch the original trilogy, it's a it's a redemption story for Vader, as opposed to Oh, he was good and then he wasn't, and but it's okay because he's good again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. I guess like I get that people had high hopes for one, two, or three, and I'm sure they wanted it told differently, but so far just watching one, I was like it. I don't know. It uh, had everything. I I I I don't know what I would want because and, I had such low expectations. But when I watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is enjoyable from start to finish." Like everything kind of made sense, and like it was cool to see Jabba, and it was cool to see CP3O, and like just watching the first two movies and then going back, it was just that like would be, oh. Uh, C-3PO. C-3PO, yeah, sorry. It Which was like, what he oh. said. He just put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. No, he said C-P-3-O. Oh, I'm sorry. Trust uh, me, it was... I heard that. <laughs> I thought he said C-3PO. No. <laughs> to me, it seemed like a movie with a, a full story that was understandable with, like, threads of here's here's all the, like, the fan service from 4 or 5 and probably 6 that we roped in. And I was like, okay, that's probably everything I would have wanted. That seems fine. So how come uh, how come C three PO doesn't remember that he was uh, built by Lord Vader? See, I haven't seen two or three. I don't know. <laughs> they don't explain it. Uh, I think, and and to be fair to Steve's reaction, that was basically most people's reaction as of Episode One, right? Episode One was met initially with like universal acclaim. Everyone's like, "The boys are back! It's Star <laughs> Wars all over again! I'm twelve years old again!" And then it was like after a few years, they were like. Actually, this is this doesn't have a lot of staying power. Like that's that's the real tragedy of the prequels is that they are just sort of movies and they are competent, but they don't have uh, the they weren't instant cultural, instantly culturally significant. They weren't um, they weren't sort of the, they weren't sort of the empty slate for projection that Episode Four is, um, and they and they didn't do what Empire did, which is take the characters that were previously just archetypes and flesh them out into people that you care for. It, it was just like a competently crafted movie. That and, and, I mean, yeah, my, my hope for uh, this episode seven business is in, in that it's not being helmed by George Lucas is also, I think one of the biggest mistakes that Lucas made in episode one was thinking that he was still in the times when he made the original movies and Indiana Jones where he could have like wink wink veiled racism and everybody would just accept it because we lived in a different culture at that time and it turns out that no people really didn't find that funny anymore yeah 
Oh, like how in episode one, how like the alien, the bad aliens are like Asian, and then yes. like the Jar Jar uh, people Jar-Jar, are. Yes. They're, they're like they're Africans. Like, and they're like yeah. dumb. And, and the slave owner it's that really owned dumb. Anakin was, you know, kind of, yeah, all of it there. I know I say this like every time when we go along, when we talk a lot at the beginning of the show about things that aren't Pokemon, and I always say like, oh, you should like put in a thing at the beginning of the episode that says, hey, here's the timestamp you should skip to if you don't want to hear us talk about whatever. But like this time, Steve, please. I I probably will. It's funny because okay. I've, I've, I've listened to so many other podcasts this past week and they've all been talking about Star Wars. So either I, I would assume either the listeners love that or there's like a couple listeners that just hate Star Wars and they want to skip it. And I was one of the like. I guess I wasn't the person that hated Star Wars, but like I, I was always interested, and it's all because it's such a phenomenon. I'm always like, oh, like I get that people really like these movies. I just never saw the appeal in them as a kid, and so it's cool for me to be watching them now, kind of for like the first time, and I'm not like blinded by having the feelings I did when I was like 14 and seeing them for the first time. You know what's also hilarious is that two out of three of us have not seen the new movie at all, and yet we're still managing to talk. You haven't, you haven't seen it either, Will? No, I'm going next well, week Sunday. It's really, really good. I, uh, while it does echo a lot of the plot points of, um, it echoes a lot of the plot beats that A New Hope does, and this is this is a spoiler-free um, description. It, uh, it doesn't really do the so it is sort of like a hero's journey story however um whereas a new hope is a hero's journey story that is otherwise thematically contentless and on purpose like like i said it's it's something that people it's supposed to interact with those cultural stories we've heard over and over again in in many different forms and and just sort of be like a pure scratch of that itch whereas i feel like um force awakens follows those same plot beats while also saying a lot about uh without going too much into spoilery things uh the nature of family so i think it's really good well i guess it's easier for them to develop characters since you kind of like see the pattern the story form i mean even if you look at one you're like okay it's pretty much like the same story beats as four Mm -hmm. except instead of two jedi mentors or instead of one you have two Instead of Darth Vader, you have Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Um, you start out with a weird fight against little Roly Polies. That's kind of weird. Nah, those are cool too. I There's think those like, robots are real sweet. They're cool, but it's like weird. <laughs> There's like worry about like poison gas. You don't. Re- the start of the movie is just weird. Like it doesn't feel like you're starting at the beginning of anything. The same way, Will, you said that empire feels like it it begins and ends in a weird place i feel like uh phantom menace does too not necessarily it's ending but it starts in a really weird spot yeah yeah phantom menace or yeah no force Force awakens Awakens. force Force awakens has a great beginning okay 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 i i'm i'm very very excited to see force awakens uh i just gotta finish those three movies we'll probably see it the this coming weekend so yeah i'm gonna start clone wars tonight excited because i love some bubble oh fat i hope your popcorn's good because that movie is uh wait clone wars is a cgi tv show what's attack the, of the clones attack of the, clones. Attack of the clods 
Uh, okay. The Clone Wars. <laughs> an, an actual line from that movie. For, granted, it's from Yoda, who's supposed to talk weird, but it is like, uh, it, it's like when Yoda's weird talking hits critical mass. Actual line is around the survivors. A perimeter create. <laughs> That's that sounds good. Thing that someone wrote for someone to say, and someone said it. I don't know the about that. The writing four and five are real bad too. But he certainly doesn't say around the survivors <laughs> a perimeter create. Also, why did George Lucas write it that Luke and Leia are brother brothers and sisters, and they keep kissing each other? <laughs> That's real. Really weird. It's real dumb. Because they did not plan on having an episode five. There's so a, then it was perfectly even, okay. Even in the so even in the script for Empire Strikes Back, just to show how like late a lot of the decisions were made, the first draft of the script for episode five, uh Vader wasn't Luke's father in episode in the original script for episode five. It wasn't even that they had planned that during that they were doing episode four. It wasn't that okay, we made episode four, let's plan it for episode five. It wasn't even in the script for that until later rewrites. There was some other dude who was Luke's father and he like shows up in a vision. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so that so Empire was sort Empire also revealed the When 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 do they find out that they're not brother and sister? Is that six? Oh, when they find out that they're, they're yeah, I th- I, it must be six. So yeah, it is. It is Jedi that they find out they're siblings. Yeah, and it gets real awkward because they kiss like five times so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh. except they don't acknowledge it. Oh man, it's I would what, take it's Jar Jar on screen to get rid of Luke and Leia kissing. <laughs> I'd make that sacrifice. Unfortunately, you get both bad things. <laughs> all right we'll take a break we got some pokemon stuff to do i will put in a uh checkpoint here that 40 minutes will be when pokemon happens that'll be at the beginning of course so me saying this over is 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 useless so here's the break music talk about some real pokemon stuff let's start off with some pokemon news slow news week uh but pokemon officially reveals breakpoint some new cards coming here uh Sizor ex and shiny mega gyarados ex have been introduced really that's really 
all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to be good? They don't look very good, no. Okay. That's, that's all we need to know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> hey, some people still play the TCG. This is more of a public service announcement than anything. But Good Smile, which is the company that makes the Nendroids, I believe they make Red, Cynthia, and N. Those are the three. Well, uh, you're going to need to go back to square one. What is a Nendroid? Uh, they actually make hundreds of Nendroids, and well, some of them about... are NSFW. So be careful before you go to that website. <laughs> talking about the Pokemon Android. So if you go to PokemonCenter.com, you see how there's like a Cynthia like action figure you can buy. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll see. It's like fifty bucks. It's it's like a little vinyl oh, action are figure. Those, are those those the little? They're like on a stand, and they're like yeah. a really really detailed uh, figure. Yes. Okay. I'm 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 with you there. Okay. It's like a Japan thing. Yeah. So it's Pokemon one Center, of those, one of those Japanian <laughs> things. PokemonCenter.com. They sell. I think they sell N, and they sell Cynthia. I think they sold right at one point, but then sold out. Anyways. Right. The company who makes them is Good Smile, and apparently there are some bootleg Nendroids for Red that are available on the market. So, if you look at the box, the bootleg version also says Pokemon Center on it. So they both say Pokemon Center. Obviously, the real one would say Pokemon Center. Um, but if it does not say Good Smile Company on your box, it's a fake also, the little hinges, because you can pull off their arms, they should be blue. If if they're not blue, if they're like black, if they're the same color of the joint, they're fake. And then finally, the official Pokemon ones should say Pokemon slash Nintendo slash Creatures slash Game Freak made in China. If your box does not say that, it is fake. So, if you're spending $50 on a toy, and you probably bought the toy for... Like $20, you probably bought a fake one. I don't know if you care or not, but uh, apparently it's so bad that uh, they've put out a statement about it. Huh. Like and, uh, the Good Smile did? Yeah. Huh. So, the last bit of news here is this huge article about Pokemon Go. It's four pages long. It is on VentureBeat.com. I remember that website. <laughs> They, I, believe, uh, I believe it's oriented towards startups, isn't it? I think so, too. Hmm. So they interviewed the guys that work on, worked on Ingress, not actually people from the Pokemon Center. So these are the guys developing the games. This article yeah, is four, yeah. four pages long, so we're not going to go through the whole thing. But there are a couple quick questions they asked. I'll just read them and read you the answers, get you a better ideal. So they asked, are... Live events, something you plan to do right off the bat with Pokemon? They answered, we haven't announced yet, but I'd say given the success we've had with Ingress, it is a pretty safe bet. So expect live events in Pokemon Go. What about one side versus the other that you had in Ingress? Are you going to create this similar enthusiasm in Pokemon? They answered, there will be teams to join in Pokemon Go more than two. Hmm. Those teams will compete against each other. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know. The only teams I was thinking of was like Team, Team Rocket, Rocket, Team Magma. Well, but why would you join the bad guys? There's oh, a little maybe. evil inside all of us. No, <laughs> maybe maybe you can form your own teams. Yeah, maybe. Embrace yeah, like... your dark side with Pokemon Go. <laughs> Give yeah. in to the darkness deep in your soul with Pokemon <laughs> Go. 
Or, or we could have a nice Pokemon podcast team. Oh, they did go on. Uh, they said, uh, so those teams will compete against each other. They then asked the sort of thing that already exists within the fiction already. And the response was yes, with different gyms, teams, and trainers. I don't know. Maybe you can join the Celadon gym. And then they asked, what about a directed story versus user-created stories? And they responded, nothing to say about that presently. Um, And then there was like an eSport question, and they said it's better than eSports because instead of all these people watching two teams play, all these people will be playing together to accomplish things. Well, that's not really the point of eSports, but sure. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, But if you, there's obviously a lot more detail and we could probably, I could probably sit here and read it all to you, but that's really boring. And I'm sure if you guys want to know more about Pokemon Go, that isn't in um, a novel form. We'll probably tackle it, but go to just type in venturebeat.com slash space Pokemon in Google and it'll pull up the article. It's from as of this recording, which is December 21st. It is a six day old article. So it's very, very recent. And that's yeah, pretty- I think, I think what I found was most interesting is I think some features of the, what is the little device, the wrist device called, uh, Pokemon go plus that thingy. Um, I think in some aspects it is going to act like a poke Walker where it will take actions even if you do not notice that something is going on like i think it can collect a pokemon even if you are not paying attention and you kind of walk past one um and also i think they also said that there will be um possibilities for doing non-synchronous i don't remember my memory's fading (laughs) i feel like this is gonna be a flop would you stop (laughs) Don't you dare naysay. I, I don't want it to be, but I'm just thinking like the the payment model seems weird. I don't know. It's just me. There is no payment model. Well, the plus thing. Well, yeah, yeah that's not required. I believe the article said that Pokemon will be specific to sp- to areas so tr- trading is really the only way to get everything uh correct they said um you would have to travel the world in order to collect all the pokemon without trading consider that a challenge <laughs> i won't have the money but i'll do anything for that vanillaite well we'll start a kickstarter for travis to travel the world <laughs> Well, I'm already planning on leaving my job, and I'm pretty sure Joe is also planning on quitting his job so that we can tour the country collecting Pokemon. And I think uh, Kit also volunteered for that trip, <laughs> and I think also Jeff. So we've already got a full car, but if anybody wants a caravan, you're welcome to come along. Come on, join our convoy, trucking through the night. <laughs> So thank you, thank you for the slowback to the throwback to the seventies. The sad thing is, one per- four rubber duck. <laughs> this is pig pan. The sad thing is, somebody's probably going to try to accomplish to catch all the Pokemon, and then somebody else is going to data mine it and then figure out how to get all the Pokemon uh, the non-authorized way, and then distribute them, and then the whole game economy will be ruined. So Why aren't you just a you were the one earlier that was like, I think this Negative. game is going to flop. Yeah, but I mean, that's fair. 
I think the game will be great until somebody figures out how to game it. Unless they're planning against that, but who knows? Who knows? Well, I think they'll be able to push out faster updates on a mobile platform than they have been on the uh, console-based. That's true. So I believe if you push out an update on a console, you usually have to pay for that or at least line up into a queue. At least that's how it was on Xbox 360 for a while, that you had to pay a fee to push an update. What do I, I know? No, I'm not a game designer. These <laughs> things mean nothing to me. Okay. We got some emails. But we only had 10 minutes of news. I told you guys. It's a light news week. Pull up the emails right now. If you would like your email read online, we'll probably do... A bunch more emails next week just because I doubt Pokemon is going to announce anything over the new year. But what do I know? Claire writes in. Oh, sorry. You can email us at sbj at pkmncast.com. Or you can go over to pokemonpodcast.com. Click on that contact button. Fill out that form. Comes to the same place. If you can't remember, sbj at pkmncast.com. Uh, so Claire writes in, she says, hi, Pokemon podcast would like to start off huge fan. I would say I started in my mid twenties or thirties. So that was like when Travis first got on, I was hoping you guys would do a favor. I wrote a 12 days of Christmas Pokemon remix. Um, and it's very, very long and very awesome. Uh, she wanted me to read it, but, uh, I slaughter enough stuff. So I appreciate that, but cause I mean, it's. I mean, doing that would almost be like spending 40 minutes talking about Star Wars <laughs> at the top of the show. Just did have a question, though. Uh, anyways, I have a question. Um, for episode 200, will you do a three-hour podcast like you did for episode 100? I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Sincerely, Claire. So episode 100 was a five-hour podcast, if I... Wow. That, that is correct. I listened to all five hours. Oh my gosh. I had my favorite guest of all Pokemon podcast history on it. Will? Uh, no, Dan from Ireland. Dan from Ireland. He called in and left a voicemail. Oh, okay. It was real charming. Yeah, I remember uh, we did the voicemail <laughs> thing <laughs> so long ago. Um, episode 50, I believe was three hours long it was three different episodes and then episode 150 way too many i say no <laughs> way too uh episode 50 or 150 was when we had joe from Serbian, and that was uh that was our hiatus episode if i'm not mistaken so for episode 200 we're gonna release six versions we're gonna release four five and six first and then we're going to release really bad versions of 1, 2, and 3. It's a joke about Star Wars. You thought you were done, but you weren't. Here's more Star Wars jokes. Remember Jar Jar Binks? Uh, I don't know what we're doing for 200. Besides, uh, we got a bunch of thank yous to read. I don't know what we're doing. We could do like a live call-in show or something. Um, like we, I think we did that for... You're live on air in the Pokemon podcast. Caller, go ahead. You did. You did one like solo, one time. Yeah, 
I did a call-in show with Aaron, I think. And then I did a call-in show with Will. And then, I, yeah, I think the last one I did was Solo. So. Hans. <laughs> Hans. Can I contribute something really pedantic, but it's a personal pet peeve since I didn't... Well, I did get a rant at the, rant at the beginning of the show, but I have another rant. All right. Um, the 12 days of Christmas is the span of days between December 25th and January 6th. They do not occur before December 25th. So please keep that in mind. The 12 days of Christmas are um, the Catholic Christmas season. Uh, January 6th begins the Epiphany season. Uh, so that's that's when the 12 days of Christmas occur, not a countdown from like December 13th to December 25th. <laughs> that is incorrect. So please do not espouse that in your life any longer. Thank you. Well, dropping sick facts on the show. Who knew Will was a Catholic? <laughs> Tyler writes in. Hey, SPJ, Will, Travis, Micah, and anyone else I forgot. Sorry if I hurt your feelings. I was wondering what shiny you would vo- you would voluntarily kill if you came across it, whether that, be, whether that would be if the color was awful or that you just hate that Pokemon. Uh, I wrote in on episode 151 about killing a shiny Spinda on purpose, and I was... Th- oh, Spinda's real cool. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and that's oof, so rare. So rare. And I was thinking if you guys would ever do the same, I cannot wait to be on the show. Oh, Patreon backer. Well, thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. That would be awesome. SBJ, please contact me through this email. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a Pokemon I hate enough to not want it shiny, but I also fall under the problem of never actually encountering a shiny in the decades i've played pokemon wow i was going to say lucario because lucario is my least favorite pokemon but dang lucario has a pretty cool shiny um for me the answer is easy uh and it's lanoon because if you have a shiny (laughs) zigzagoon then you have zigzag swag and you can be in the zigzag swag club which we actually have in our in our pokemon slack community but if you let it evolve into Lanoon, you're a Lanoon goon <laughs> kicked out of the club and you no longer have zigzag swag. So you may as well just kill that shiny Lanoon right there. Dang. But if you do have a, a shiny zigzagoon, I um, highly recommend that you join our Slack community, uh, go through the initiation ritual, and you will be welcomed into the zigzag swag club, uh, of which I am a member. <laughs> Are you a founding member? Uh, I mean, kind of. Uh, yeah, I I created the channel in the Slack. <laughs> <laughs> or did Drew create the channel? Hmm, maybe I shouldn't take credit. I think that's lost to the annals of history. <laughs> I did come up with the initiation ritual, though. That's fair. Slipper writes in, hey guys, this is just just a suggestion, but I think sometime in December you should do an all-email show where you get caught up on emails for the new year. I'm pretty sure you have a huge buildup of emails for the past few months. Anyways, I love the show. Keep it up. Hey, we're answering emails right now. <laughs> if only we had left out that Star Wars garbage. <laughs> it would have been an all-email show. Hey, you're... You're going to be asking for even more emails next week because we'll have nothing to talk about. I mean, I, I'm sure I could find something to talk about. 
Uh, Dill writes in, hey, SBJ and crew, it is Dill from Utah, the only Dill in Utah. I was wondering what your thoughts mm-hmm. are on Gen 7. Why do you think Game Freak is taking so long to announce it? What new types of Pokemon are you hoping for? Do you ever think there will be a Gen 7? Anyways, keep up the good work. And all licorice is gross. Longtime listener, I Dill. I agree. I don't know, Red Vines are pretty good. I am licorice is disgusting. Or no, right now. It's the food of the devil. <laughs> um, the reason that they're waiting to announce any new main Pokemon game is because it's like five minutes until the 20th anniversary. And for all of you people who open presents on Christmas Eve, it's just as evil. Christmas Day <laughs> is when you open the presents. The 20th anniversary is when you announce the new game. Uh, the 20th anniversary. You announce the new game on the 20th anniversary? Yes. The... yes. So that, I, I looked up the date. 20th anniversary is February 27th. That is the official date. Of next year, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize we were that close. So I bet the game announcement will be on that day. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be like a Nintendo Direct or something. I mean, Santa Claus comes on Christmas Eve. How can you open presents on Christmas Eve? It's insanity. Because you haven't opened Santa's presents, Will. Santa Claus (laughs) is a throwback to the skip for the Star Wars thing. There's a there's a other weird thing going on at the beginning of the show. That's that's a reference. It's a callback to that. I think there'll be more Mega Pokemon in Gen Seven. Oh, there's always got to be more Megas. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's gonna get a Mega. Maybe uh, Spinda. That'd be real cool. <laughs> Mega Black Curum. Oh, my God. Mega Meganium. How rich. Mega Meganium. Yeah, that actually wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't think there's going to be new types. Maybe that sound type. I'm still I'm still banking on sound type. Will. <laughs> it will exist one day. And at the point where that seems to be a legitimate speculation that it's going to be, there's going to be an episode where you and I argue of whether or not the game needs more types. And I'll be like, it's too confusing. There's too much water. And then you, (laughs) and then you'll be like, the game needs new life. We're talking about a dead cartridge on our hands. We need something new. Yeah, that sounds accurate. I'm excited though. I uh, would. Oh, actually, to be more specific, he asked for a Gen Seven. I think we're getting. Do you think it's going to be Gen Seven? I think it's going to be like Pokemon Z. Ooh, I think it's going to have to be Gen Seven so that they can introduce some new Pokemon. I, I really Pokemon believe in that. Was Gen Seven? Ooh, yeah, you know, no, I agree. Yes, because Pokemon the, the, right side up Z and Pokemon upside down Z. <laughs> I mean, okay, it does. There is no law that says that they have to have two titles. That's true. Um, only and, the law of averages. Only the law of making people buy two copies because they're suckers. Only the and, law and it, of inertia that was referenced earlier. It could be X Z and Y Z. Um, I believe Crystal and Emerald oh were standalones. They um, were. But I, I think I, I really have uh, a strong belief in that that there were only like 75 uh, Pokemon in the Kalos region. So we're really waiting for a companion that will have the other 75 Pokemon that will be new Pokemon to be released in the new game. 
So it could be Gen 7, but still strongly tied to Kalos. I have a lot of theories about this. Read I'm my cool. Twitter. I'm Subscribe. cool with Kalos. Kalos is cool. All oh, right. Uh... Oh, wait, wait. I had a new theory, and this is the perfect <laughs> opportunity for it. All right. Remember how we were talking about Volcanion and how his flavor text is all about how he can, like, move mountains and shape the land? Yes. He turns if... Kalos into a different region? No, 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 no. I believe if we go back to Mr. Zygarde's flavor text, his dealie is that he only comes out when the land is being disturbed and disrupted, and that's what calls Zygarde out. Uh, uh, it's hypothesized that it's monitoring those who destroy the ecosystem from deep in the cave where it lives. So possibly there will be a Mothra versus Godzilla uh, clash of the champions between Volcanion. Like Gamera in there? <laughs> uh, I said Mothra versus Godzilla, so you can keep your garbage movies out of. Have you ever seen Gamera? Is a bigger a bigger name than Mothra? I, I, no, Mothra has the two little tiny little twins that live in the oyster shell, and that is cinematic perfection right there. Anyways, Volcanion <laughs> versus Zygarde. You heard it here first. These right. are example examples of kaiju films. You've already bored them all to death. There's no one left alive to <laughs> There's hear no one listening to us at this rants. point. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Volcanion is your your free download Pokemon this next uh, fall when you pick up your new game. As Victini was when Black and White came out. and I liked how they did that with Victini. I don't think they would do it with a Pokemon as uncute as Volcanion. <laughs> You're not going to sell a game with, with, a, with a Pokemon that's like a hula hoop with a lizard attached to it. <laughs> you stop? Nobody knows what that thing is supposed oh, to look man. like. It's real cool. It's like a steam machine, man. All right, last email. Uh, Eric writes in, hey guys, love the show. I was thinking about building a competitive deck and I wanted to know where I could find good deck lists. We all know how expensive building a deck can be and I wanted to know where I should... Uh, be buying booster packs before I start buying cards. Keep up the good work, Eric. Long live Togepi lover. What you're gonna do is you're gonna hop in your car, you're gonna drive to Milwaukee, and you're not gonna knock on Kid Stark's door. <laughs> you're gonna be like, "Hey, kid, <laughs> what's the hot new list that's shaking the meta?" <laughs> and then it'll be like, "Oh man, I got the new, I, I got the new Kyogre EX list right here for you, man." <laughs> Ah oh, man, okay. Kid Stark, I think he's actually never been on the show. <laughs> no, he's been on. He's been on an episode or two. Uh, all right. So to buy booster packs, you gotta buy them at like a Target or a Walmart. Do not, never, 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 never buy booster packs online. Because if you're buying them online, you're buying them from a store that is probably also selling Magic: The Gathering or any other card games. And they weigh their packs. So if there is a full art, holographic, as the kids call it, card in a booster pack, it will weigh slightly more. So these companies, they will buy boxes of booster packs. And then because they make all their money on selling and buying and trading cards, they will weigh the booster packs. And if they don't meet the weight requirement, it means there's not a holographic in it. So they sell it online. 
And then you buy it, and you're like, why don't I ever get good cards? But Target does not do that because Target doesn't care because that's not their business. <laughs> their business is uh, off. I would modify that recommendation slightly because I know people who will go into a Walmart or a Target with like a postal scale and weigh the packs and only buy the heavier packs and leave the lighter packs behind. Uh, I would recommend finding a local card shop or a local hobby shop that sells the card, the packs, booster packs in a case, like behind a glass case. Because oh, I then think you know people aren't coming in and weighing those. Yeah, but you're not. When I, I mean, a kid, when I was a kid, I went into a Meyer, which is a local uh, supermarket akin to Walmart. Um, I say local; it's more regional. Um, I got a Meyer now, and I went to uh, to buy a, um, a pack of Magic: The Gathering cards. Wow, we! I'm gonna, I'm a little kid. I'm gonna get some Magic cards. I hope I get some rares. Because this is before Mythic Rarity was introduced. What I didn't realize is that someone had taken, like, an X-Acto knife and, like, cut open the pack and just took out the back card because that's the rare. Um, and so I spent money on a thing with all the good things taken out of it. And that's when uh, my innocence was lost. That's when I, <laughs> when, I'd, when, my, when I was disillusioned from my childhood hopes and dreams. Uh, you could also buy the... Um, the packs that are in the three pack because those are harder to weigh if you're going to like a target but uh, you shouldn't buy booster packs at all really when it comes down to it the only reason you should be buying the booster pack is because you like the thrill of gambling your money um, the smarter thing to do with your money is just to go online and just buy the cards you need to directly answer the question from our, our listeners there a, a website to which they could go to find those deck lists a lot of we- a lot of TCG websites. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the Top Cut, but that shut down. Yeah, they don't exist. Mm. They 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 rarely post a deck list unless it was after a tournament. To begin with, Six Prizes the one that people use. Uh, so yeah. I used Six Prizes when I was there, but uh, the problem with that is they hide all their deck lists behind a paywall that you have to pay oh, like really? fifteen dollars okay. a month for. Uh, what what I used to do is I would find people that are playing decks that I like on YouTube and I would watch that video and I would watch them play the deck and within 15 minutes you'll know every card in their deck. You know, actually, in corresponding with that, um, because he's been on the podcast and he's a good buddy, uh, Dallas The Deals. Dallas The Deal. uh, Mm -hmm. He does does deck reviews. So if you follow his, and I think his YouTube channel is just Dallas The Deal, um, he'll have videos that are just deck reviews, and he basically pulls them up in the Pokemon trading card game online and then goes through all of the cards and what the cards are supposed to do and why that deck is supposed to work. Um, and he's pretty, I mean, he stays up to date. Like, if he goes to a competition, he'll come back and he'll be like, I just saw this at a competition. This is what people are playing. So I think that's a good way to get deck lists. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, sometimes, and, oh, go on. sometimes when you're looking at a deck list, you. Like, cards make sense. Like, oh, Crushing Hammer, that's in there for getting rid of energy. I know what that does. But sometimes when you're playing a certain deck, it doesn't, like, tell you when to use that card. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know it's to discard an energy, but when when you're watching the deck in perf- like perform, 
you're like, oh, that Pokemon with energy, that's not a threat. I'm going to save this for later on when this specific card has energy because that's a threat. So sometimes looking at deck lists, like, yeah, you can build the deck, but that doesn't actually teach you how to use the deck. So that's why I recommend watching a YouTube video of somebody playing the deck because you get to see it in action and you have to you have to do a little more work. You have to count the cards in the deck and kind of make the deck list as you watch the video. But if if you're not already doing that, when you're playing against your opponent, you're probably not going to be performing at the level they are. You should you should be counting your opponent's deck as you're playing them. So watching a YouTube video and doing it yourself is just more like learning than just looking at a deck list and building it. Not, I don't know. That's just how I played. But what no, do I know? No, I agree. You're right. And also, um, no no deck plays autopilot, right? So any deck list that you get is only going to be probably 80% worthwhile. And the other 20% has to be your own contribution for your own play style. So you'll have a core set of cards that, you know, are obviously designed to all work together, but then you're going to have a certain percentage of cards that are going to be different from other people who are running the same deck. And it's those modifications that either make you have a winning deck or not. That was our last email. So if you have any emails, questions, Pokemon or non-Pokemon related, you can email us at sbj at pkmncast, p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t dot com, c-o-m for those that wanted that spelled out, I guess. Uh, Let's wrap things up with our Pokemon of the week. This week's Pokemon of the week was chosen by random. It is (laughs) Rhyperior. The drill Pokemon. Travis is going to pull up a moveset. I already got you. And I am going to tell you that Rhyperior can insert rocks and boulders into its arms through its holes in its hands and fire them like bullets. However, it can occasionally insert and fire Geodudes by accident. It it appears to have two thick rectangular rocks above its eyes resembling heavy eyebrows. Rapierior lives far up in the mountains. Gotta throw in that Geodude reference, I guess. Sitting at some base stats of 535. Attack being the highest at 140. Speed being the lowest at 40. Not really a special attacker or a special defense either. Um, no way now. No I'm kind of surprised that this is the uh, drill Pokemon and Excadrill is the subterrain Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, just, that, that, that makes maybe, sense. They should swap that. It's like Luke and Leo making out. Just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Travis, what kind of moves do you have? Well, Rhyperior is an interesting Pokemon, um, statistically speaking. Because, man, that, that's a big attack stat, 140. Um, and its typing is both great and awful. It's great uh, as an offensive typing, because having same type attack bonus on both Earthquake and Stone Edge is amazing. That classic combination that gives you coverage on almost every type. I think there's one exception. I can't remember what it is. Dragon? 
uh, you got neutral against dragon, so you're at least fine there. But you know, it, it, it's, it gives you you know great coverage generally, and the fact that you get same type attack bonus on it is amazing too. So we're definitely having that in our site list. We're definitely doing earthquake and stone edge. Um, Rhyperior has very, very high, uh, well, decently high HP and very, very high defense. So that also makes him a prime candidate to be using Stealth Rock. Um, just a great move and one that uh, any team, basically any team can be benefited by adding someone who can use Stealth Rock. It's great to chip away health to both in let those sweepers singles do, and they do doubles. Better. Uh, no, sorry, not in doubles. Uh, this, is, this is a single set. Okay. Um, I figure in doubles you'll want uh, rock slide as opposed to as opposed to um, stone edge. You'd want like protect in there as well as opposed to the mega horn that I'm about to recommend. Mega horn is probably one of my favorite Pokemon moves. It's not like flashy, you know. It's just a 120. Uh, attack power, what is it, 80% accurate? 85. 85% accurate. It's just one of those moves where you're sacrificing a little bit of accuracy for a lot of power. Uh, bug type is one of my favorites, and it gives you good coverage against Psychic and uh, Dark and, and all those sorts of sneaky types. Um, it's just kind of cool thematically that Rhyperior gets Megahorn because... <laughs> has a horn and that's really cool and it also happens to give you good coverage so i like that rounding out the fourth move so your set is going to be south rock earthquake stone edge and mega horn you're mainly going to be using this pokemon to uh to whittle down your opponent's defensive pokemon um it's not a sweeper it's not fast enough at all to pull that sort of thing off um so instead, we're just going and and its base attack and Rhyperior's base attack is high enough that you don't really need to invest that many EVs in it for it to be able to do what it wants to do. So instead, we're just going to uh, give it 252 uh, in its HP and defense in terms of EV investment, uh, and then the extra can go into attack. Uh, Solid Rock is a great defensive ability. Uh, I alluded. To before that it has pretty awful defensive typing that's because ground and rock are four times weak to water and grass which are not uncommon moves to sea they're weak to ice which aren't uncommon it's weak to ground because of rock it's got a lot of weaknesses so solid rock which is a, an ability that uh, reduces the damage from super effective moves by a quarter so you're only taking what would that up, end up being? Uh, uh, 1.5 for a... Uh, oh, goodness Super gracious. effective. Yeah, for super effective and then three for uh, four times, double super effective. Thanks, Will. Exactly that, which... Uh, We're still probably going to die. Prevents, like, being one-hit KO'd a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rhyperior is cool. I like Rhyperior. I've seen it, it used um, with lightning rod for uh, in, in doubles with um, yeah that's true a colleague that is electric weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It shares the same category as Nido King and Nido Queen, both all three being known as the drill Pokemon. Oh, I forgot to mention you can do adamant nature. It's fine. Get yourself an adamant Rhyperior. Uh, it also has the highest base stats among all ground type Pokemon. 
And, uh, yeah, it's based off on Rhino, if you didn't know that. That's about it. Uh, we're still working to uh, get somebody on the show to really dive in and talk about the new VGC changes that are coming. I, I mean, obviously, uh, Will and Travis can talk to that, but I don't think Travis competed last year. I did not. I was not able to make it out. Yeah. So. So I didn't make. We, the, we have opinions, make but they may not be as good quality opinions as right, other right. people. I mean, it's a good time to bring bring a guest on, especially somebody who's been in the competitive scene for a couple of years. So we're still working mm-hmm. on that. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be next week just because of the holidays. So don't think we haven't forgotten about it. I know a lot of our listeners have requested to bring like feature team back, but sometimes it's just hard to go through six Pokemon and just kind of come up with movesets and, and strategies. And that's kind of why we like to stick to one Pokemon at the end of the show. I mean... Maybe some of our older listeners realize that we never used to do movesets for Pokemon of the Week, but uh, if you're interested in Rhyperior, now you have a moveset. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all we have for you guys. Uh, good 80-minute show, 40 minutes maybe, not Pokemon, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's what you get. Have you made it thus far? Hopefully you're happy. If you haven't made it this far, then uh, clearly these Star Wars talked at the beginning turned you off. But uh, we'll be back next week, probably on Sunday or Monday, with uh, some more Pokemon stuff. Please send us your emails. We'll love love to answer them. SBJ at PKMNCast.com. And we'll get that taken care of. It's um, pretty much the end of the show. We have our Patreon. I'm sure the Patreon bumper will be somewhere in this episode. Travis, where can they find you? twitter.com slash the travis w awesome will where can our listeners find you uh well towards the end of the week south carolina and georgia georgia or uh on twitter at wash in the sink w-a-s-h-i-n-t-h-e-s-i-n-k awesome uh big big thanks i don't know if i said this but a big thanks to everyone who left itunes reviews uh they're still coming in a little more frequently Probably because uh, some of you guys are listening to older episodes where I ranted about how you guys should get us to 500. So, uh, super appreciated. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Incredible. It makes me super happy to see you guys leaving iTunes reviews. It means a ton. And you guys don't know how helpful that is, uh, reviews in the iTunes store. So, uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Have a really, really great holiday. We'll see you guys next week. Um, This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super Hoopa Hunters. (laughs) We didn't even talk about Hoopa this whole episode. I know. (laughs) Gotta get it in, though. Happy holidays, everyone.